Hello, my randoms. How are you? I pray that everyone is not only having an amazing day, but an amazing start to your 2024. Um, Let's have a meeting. Go ahead and get your supplies together. Grab a pen and paper. Let's take some notes. Grab a snack because it's that kind of room. And then bring a buddy. Come on over here to the corner where we have our most potent conversations on Nina's Random Corner. Y'all ready? Dig in because it's the beginning of the year and I am overly excited to share with you all of the discoveries that I am finding in God's word this year. I have dedicated and promised myself that I am not going to hold back. So with that being said, let's get into our first conversation of the year. Listen, some of us have got to check our heart of servitude and we got to ask ourselves, do, am I a servant to myself and then I lend myself out to God when it's convenient? Come on, Holy Spirit. Or am I a true bona fide servant of the Lord? And I know everybody, especially me, wants to say, yeah, I'm a sold out servant for the Lord. Like, I know I am. But today I read a story in the book of Genesis that really helped me evaluate and really start to look at some areas in my heart of servitude that I need to do a little bit of readjusting, that I need to ask God to come in and clean up. Right. Let me let me tell you all story real quick. This this again is coming out of the book of Genesis. So we in the beginning It's centered around um, Abraham, Sarah and Isaac. Right now, if you don't know, come on, I'm gonna get you there. You know, Abraham was a was a, um, a loyal servant, a, a man of God. Okay, Um, in the beginning, his name was Abram. And then, you know, God converted him over to Abraham. He was married to Sarah. Okay, which was Sarai, and she was a very beautiful woman, but she also was um, a loyal servant to God. Now, um, Sarah and Abraham did not conceive until very old age, but in their impatience, they ended up making, um, having a baby with a slave woman, Hagar, and they birthed a son, Ishmael. I ain't going to keep y'all in that story because that's not where we at today. But I wanted to catch you up with where I um, started to receive my revelation today because Sarah died. Sarah is Isaac's mother. OK, remember, she conceived him at a very old age. She died. All right. Let's pick up right there because Abraham was also becoming very old in his age. So one of his concerns was ensuring that my son Isaac has a wife. All right. Now, I know I started this conversation talking to you about a heart of servitude. So let me talk to you about somebody I learned um, in the Bible had a true um, heart of servitude. And his name was um, Eliezer. Eliezer. Eliezer came up a couple of times in the Bible. The first time that he came up... um, was in the beginning of Genesis when Abraham started talking to God about um, giving him a son. He was like, you know, God, at this point, the only person that I'm going to be able to give all my my wealth to um, is Eliezer, my trusty servant, right? So I, I knew kind of who this man was when he came up here in um, Genesis 24. But stay with me, y'all. I know y'all don't get lost. Stay with me because you got to have all your facts. 
So I knew that he was already a trusted servant. He had served underneath of Abraham for a while. Now, do you remember me saying Abraham was a true, true, trusted, um, trusted, loyal servant of God? So that means that with um, Eliezer being so close underneath of um, Abraham and Sarah, he had firsthand witnessed right? How to really, truly be loyal to God. So he has some really good role models. So I'm, I'm a pause right here and say, you know, in your life, when you say that I have a heart of servitude, you have to ask yourself, are you really, truly, um, um, having that, that, that humbleness. And are you really a role model for those that are watching around you? That's the first thing that I want to question, because what I know for certain is for Eleazar to become, um, as loyal to God and as a trusty servant as he was, it was because he bared witness to what was already, um, who was already serving God to the people that was around him. So that's the first part of our lesson that I learned today, that it's not about also, it's not just about you. You never know what is connected or who is connected to you and how you serve is how it's going to either benefit or it's going to cause havoc towards you. Because if, if Abraham didn't have this trusty servant, then he wouldn't have been able to accomplish this, this story that I'm getting ready to tell you about. So I wanted to take a moment and make sure that you understood that you being loyal to God is just not about you, but it's also about those that are around you, watching you, your kids, your family, who is around you, your co-worker that is watching you, right? And they're learning from you, whether subliminally or insubliminately. Stay with me, my friends, because let's move on, because now we got to the place where Eleazar was instructed by Abraham to go out and get a wife for Isaac, okay? Now, here's the deal. It's not odd to be given um, a task. So it wasn't odd for that servant to be given a task by his master, Abraham. But this was the heart of this servant. Let me talk to you for a minute. Number one, not only did he accept the challenge that was set by Abraham, Abraham said, I need you to go get a wife. And, 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 he, and, and the servant was like, I mean, you know, what if the wife don't come? You know, what, what if he just had these questions like, what if these happen? Should I, should I go and bring Isaac to the, to the place? Should I bring the place to Isaac? Like, what do you want me to do? That's so important. I want to ask you a question. When, when you are asked to do something, do you have the, the heart posture to get all the details and ask all the questions. It ain't, it's not about making you seem incompetent. It's not about, um, you, you ask me something, I don't need to know all that. Just tell me what you need to do. And I know that I'm guilty of that as well. So I'm going to give that to you as a testimony. I've been asked to dis, do something before and being so full of, 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 you know, pride, thinking that I knew it all. I didn't ask enough questions. I didn't ask all the questions that I accepted. I didn't have a true heart of servitude. Come on now. He also examined the alternatives. He also was like, well, what about this? Well, what about that? That means that he was really working in his mind. How can I make this happen? You know what was important that stood out for me in this was because sometimes when people ask us to do things, we do things according to um, you lucky I'm doing it for you at all. Don't get too high and mighty. Now I'm doing it for you. You can do it yourself. 
That's not a heart of servitude. A heart of servitude means that I'm here to serve you by any means. What do you need from me? Even if it's an uncomfortable inconvenience to self, I have a heart of servitude. Stay with me, my friends, because the next thing that Eleazar did was he promised to follow instructions. Some of us will go out and we have a heart of I will help you, but we don't follow instructions well. So I ask you, do you have a fleshly heart of servitude or have you said, God, God, clean me up in a place where spiritually I can serve you where my flesh does not get in the way because sometimes your flesh gets in the way and it's hard for us to follow instructions watch this not only did he already was in, he instructed well by Abraham right he asked all the probing questions necessary to understand his task at hand watch this but he still prayed to God for guidance he still prayed to God for guidance. A true heart of servitude knows that you're only as good as the person that's guiding you, as the spirit that's guiding you, and that's God, okay? Not only did he pray for guidance, watch this, y'all, but he made a plan to make it happen, but he left room for God to operate. How many of you, even in your heart of servitude, you feel like I'm doing the right thing? So in your doing the right thing, you forgot to ask God to guide you along the way. Because even Cain thought that he was doing the right thing and had to be humbled by your offering is not that great as you think it is. Come on now. Then after he made a plan, but he still left room for God to operate it. Watch this. He submitted the plan to God. So not only did he make a plan with wiggle, with wiggle and flexibility in the plan, he said, God, what do you think of this plan? Come on now. After he asked God, he sat around and he waited and he watched closely. Okay. So let me tell you what happened. Let me, let me take a pause. Cause some of y'all like, well, what happened? First of all, go read Genesis 24 for yourself. Get you some meat, get you some meat to eat on tonight. And if you like veggies, that's everything. You can get some veggies to eat on tonight too. But either way, the word is good. So Abraham wanted to marry Isaac. So he sent his, his, um, servant Eleazar off. Um, to go find a wife. He said, when you go off to get this wife, I do not want you to get a wife from the Canaanites and I do not want you to take Isaac back to the land that my father brought me from because that was not in God's promise, okay? When you go there, I want you to offer them this and that and then I want you to be back here in a matter of days. Like that was the plan. And if it does not work out, do not come back and get my son and take my son there. He's to stay here and you will be relinquished. You will be released from this oath if it does not work out. But I trust that God is ahead of you and is going to be fine. Okay? All right. So, you know, Leazar took that challenge and he took off on the road. He went on out to the well because his job was to go find a wife. So when he went to the well, he sat and he prayed to God. And he said, God, you know what? Show me. Not only will this woman come out and offer me water, God, but this woman is going to offer water to my camels as well. Okay, so he sat back and he waited. And as soon as he opened up his eyes, here comes Sister Rebecca. She came out there. She was fine as wine. You hear me? But he could see past her beauty because Rebecca was so amazingly graceful. She was humble. He said, he said, can I have some water? She says, absolutely. She gave him water before he can even finish drinking. She says, now I'm going to go feel your, feed your, uh, water your camels. You just, you relax. I'm going to go water your camels. And some of y'all might not be understanding the significance of that, but we'll, we'll, we we're gonna talk about Rebecca, Sister Rebecca, later in another episode. But right now, let me just tell you this right now. 
what he seen in Sister Rebecca was that, that not only did she have a humbled and a meek spirit, but she had the ability to go beyond doing the bare minimum. Now listen, what was important about this was that not only did he understand the assignment, but he understood that he had to lean on God for God's discernment because his eyes would have looked for the most prettiest woman, would have looked for the most beautiful woman. But he said, I got a task at hand. I got something I'm doing. So God, you show me what you want me to see. And the moment that God did exactly what he said he was going to do when she offered that camel some water, y'all guess what Leazar did? fell down on his face and started giving praises to God. Do you hear me? He fell down on his face and he started giving praises to God. So when, after he waited and he watched closely, after he accepted, the, after the answer was accepted by God and he realized he was thankful for it. He was thankful for it. Some of us can't have a heart of servitude because we can't find the thankfulness. We can't find the praise in our mouth. We looking for the big return, but God says any return of me is praise worthy. Stay with me, y'all. I'm almost done. The next thing that happened, okay, is after he was like, okay, you know what? Um, I, I think you the one God sent me here for you. And Rebecca was like, okay. So he gave Rebecca all this, this, these, um, jewelry and the, and the gold and all that. And uh, Rebecca went back into her family. Like, look, y'all, this man said, you know, the Lord had, uh, sent for me. Right. And so her brother and them was like, well, what the Lord has said, what you mean? What the Lord said, who are you? Right. And so let me tell y'all what, what the servant did. He took his time and he explained to them the entire situation. He explained to him the conversations with God. He explained to them how God had instructed him. He explained to them how God had answered his prayers. He did not leave anything out. He gave them full disclosure. Some of us don't have a heart of servitude because we refuse. Come on. We refuse to explain situations to concerned parties. Like we feel like we don't owe nobody nothing, but God says discord is the greatest way to, um, to cause division. And we know that any division divides, right? So if you don't want to divide, if you don't want division, if you don't want discord, you have to have a meek spirit in you to understand there's nothing wrong with a little explanation, right? Come on, good heart of a servant. The next thing that happened after that was they were like, okay, you know what? That's right. We want to be obedient to the Lord. Take Rebecca. But can you wait 10 days? <laughs> can you wait 10 days? We're not ready right now. Watch this, y'all. He said, listen, you heard what I said. Don't cause me no delay. To have a heart of a servitude is understand that you got to refuse unnecessary delay. Some of us will go out and we say we have a heart of servitude, but when we serving, we don't move with the same um, enthusiasm. We don't move with the same sense of urgency that we do for ourselves when we doing it for somebody else. But when you have a heart of servitude, you understand the delay will cause issues and I want no issues. I'm going to move and I need this done and I'm going to do it just like I would do it for myself. I'm going to do it even faster. Because I'm doing it for the Lord. Do you have a heart of servitude? Do you have a heart of servitude? Last but not least, no matter how difficult, no matter how um, taskful, no matter what. Watch this, y'all. Leliazar still followed through with the entire plan. Some of you will abort a mission before it's done and think that the little bit that you did was good enough. 
I come to you to give you this podcast today in the beginning of the year to say some of us really need to check our heart posture. You say that you have a heart for God. You say that you have a heart of servitude. You say you have a heart of loyalty. But then when it comes to little small tasks, can you be trusted? Can you be trusted in the small things? Can you be trusted in the full of things? Can you be trusted in the entirety of things? Huh? Come on now, y'all. Come on now. Genesis is really teaching me. Genesis is teaching me that before you can go through all the other things, before you can start to reach down and start to um, try to clean up any other thing that's in any other piece of mess that's inside of you, you got to start at that top part, which is your mind and your heart. You got to let God get in your heart which is going to affect your mind and the way you think and the way you act and the way that you do things so that you can be useful to the kingdom. Because when, when, when um, Eleazar showed up and he was riding on that camel and he had Rebecca and Isaac was in their fields, he looked up and he seen Rebecca. Rebecca seen him. They, 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 they locked eyes and they knew that it was meant to be, honey. Do you hear me? She put the veil over her face, walked to her soon-to-be husband. He walked her in. They went inside of Sarah, his late mother's tent, and they got married. And guess what it said at the very end of that verse that blessed me? It said that Isaac's heart, his spirit, was at ease as he had been grieving his mother's death. So the overall point of why um, God had um, Leazar on that task was bigger than the task itself. Did y'all catch that? It was way bigger. Him accomplishing it and finishing that task was necessary for what Isaac was going to do in his future because Isaac had already been preordained and destined to be the the be the um the ruler of great nations his children was going to take care of nations but a heart grieving god understands that he's there for us when our heart hurts he uses the people around the things around us so let's go back to the very beginning of this podcast i ain't gonna hold y'all too much longer but i asked you were you able to have a heart of servitude because you never know who is around you that is looking up to you looking out for you looking towards you right who needs you who knows that your obedience is going to be the precursor right for your kids kids you got to have a heart of servitude I'm asking for you to check your heart posture my friends I'm asking for you to, to check how you accept things how you examine things how you follow through with things how you wait and watch for things how you explain things make sure that you are a servant of God true and loyal and not a servant to your flesh which is um, sometimesy and wishy-washy and not dependable. Was that good? Because that's all I got for you. This was our first podcast of so many more this year. I'm super excited to learn more about the characters in the Bible and how I can um, align my life to be more like, right? More like Christ and less like self. I hope that this uh, resonates well with you. If it does, then share this with a buddy because caring is sharing. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Nina's Random Corner, as we fellowship and we learn to grow in the word together. I love you all, and I'll see you next week. Peace.